Every corner of the digital universe. You can instant link to the internet. And Stravi Mailer E3 video phone. Technology called I smell. Smelling mold and mildew and animals. Man, I got to smell the swamp today. Welcome to Watercooled Potato, your guide to the obsolete and absurd tech of the past, present, and future. I'm John. I'm Kevin. And today's topic is Synchronous Soft Ram 95. For this one, we go all the way back to 1995. August 24th, to be exact. This was the day that Windows 95 launched. The new OS was packed with features like a better GUI, which added the taskbar and start button, simplified plug-and-play features, and support for 32-bit. But Windows 95 was memory-hungry. The minimum system requirements for RAM doubled to 4 megabytes from the previous 2 megabytes required by Windows 3.1, and the recommended capacity was now 8 megabytes. And RAM wasn't cheap. 4 megabytes of RAM would cost you $189, and the recommended 8 megabytes, $369. Is that accounting for inflation? No. Exactly. Wow. What if you want to run Windows 95, but you only have 2 megabytes of RAM? You could just buy RAM, but that's expensive. Synchronous Soft RAM 95 to the rescue. What if you could double your RAM for just $79.95? And the best part? You don't even have to open your case. That's right, no cumbersome hardware to install. It's all software. How convenient. What? Just insert the floppy disk and install the program and watch your RAM increase. Oh no. Soft RAM 95 was available on Windows 95 at launch day. In fact, it was the only designed for Windows 95 software when Windows 95 launched. In just three months, Soft RAM 95 sold over 600,000 copies. Wow. Soft RAM was a hit. And at $79.95 a copy, that's nearly $48 million in sales. And since all you get for $80 is a floppy disk with the software on it, manufacturing couldn't have cost too much, and the profit margin was likely very, very high. Mm -hmm. I should also mention that there was another version simply called SoftRAM that was launched for Windows 3.1 three months earlier. Hmm. Now, for the question you're probably dying to ask, how did it work? Did it work? Could you actually double your RAM for just $80? No. Synchronous claimed that Soft RAM 95 compresses the contents of your system memory to the point that it takes half the space it normally does. What? It would also increase the size of the swap file, effectively doubling your memory. In December of 1995, a German computing journal investigated and discovered that not only does SoftRAM 95 not work, it also makes your computer slower. I'm not surprised. It was supposed to achieve its magical memory compression by replacing drivers, which it did, sort of. But 
all it replaced them with was tweaked versions of examples from Microsoft's Windows Development Kit. But since they forgot to turn off debug mode... (laughs) When they compiled the final version, it ran slower than the original drivers. The fancy soft RAM dashboard, complete with gauges and memory status readouts, would happily report false capacities. PC Magazine called soft RAM devoid of value. And remember earlier when I said it was designed for Windows 95? Mm -hmm. Turns out they used the designed for Windows 95 logo on their packaging without Microsoft's permission. Oh. And I'm sure Microsoft wasn't too happy to be associated with this particular company. Mm -hmm. In 1996, the Federal Trade Commission began investigating Synchronous. And surprise, surprise, they found that Synchronous's promises about features of SoftRAM were, quote, false and misleading. Oh boy. And that SoftRAM 95 quote, does not increase RAM in a computer using Windows 95, nor does the product enhance the speed, capacity, or other performance measures of a computer using Windows 95. Synchronous issued a recall of SoftRAM in December of 1995. Several understandably angry customers sued the company. (laughs) Synchronous settled with the FTC and the suing customers in 1996, and as part of the settlement, agreed to give rebates to any customers who wanted them. And after creating several other lousy products, filed for bankruptcy in July of 1998. Whoa, three years? Yeah. Wow. Stupid companies just don't die easy, do they? <laughs> I mean, if I doubt every single person that purchased SoftRAM requested their refund so true if half the people that did they would still have like 20 something million Mm -hmm. and survived on that long enough to limp along for a few more years i have a section from some advertising for soft ram boy the bottom line, don't run Windows without it. And then it has some bullet points here. Avoid the expense and hassle of installing hard RAM chips. Works with Windows 95 and Windows 3.0 and higher. Installs in seconds. Safe, tested, and guaranteed. Automatic, transparent, and user configurable. User configurable? Works with what (laughs) i don't know i don't know what maybe you could make it tell you you had as much ram as you want i don't know eight gigabytes of ram (laughs) works with all 386 and higher desktops and laptops use with as little as four megabytes of hard ram compatible with all windows applications Ideal for multimedia and RAM-hungry programs. Uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Ideal for RAM-hungry programs. They need actual RAM, not some fake software. Or even real software. 
Uh, and speaking of real software, there were some there was some software that claimed to do similar things but actually somewhat worked like were supposed to offer improved memory management and stuff like that but this particular piece of software did absolutely nothing mm. it didn't even try to do anything and I guess it, it, it's kind of funny that back in 1995, two megabytes of RAM was too small. You needed four, eight was even better. And now you need at least eight gigabytes of RAM for most applications. Windows 10, you can minimum for 64 bit is four megabytes, but I do not recommend four because even web browsing is slow. I've experienced it. Yes, me too. Uh, yeah. In order for a modern computer to be useful, you should have at least 8 gigabytes of RAM. 16 is even better. I guess now 8 is equivalent to 4 megabytes, and 16 gigabytes is equivalent to 8 megabytes in 1995. Mm -hmm. But it's now much cheaper for... An equivalent amount. Yeah, especially since RAM prices went back down after getting some crackdown of Samsung and two other companies monopoly on no not monopoly, sorry. Price fixing of silicon which is needed in RAM. Yeah, I, I remember a year ago when I built my computer thinking seventy dollars for eight gigabytes of RAM was ridiculously high, but now it's like half the price it was a year ago and and compared to 1995 ram is dirt cheap well yeah i mean all the other computer components too yeah especially before the 2000s they were expensive yeah it's also kind of funny that whether it's 1995 or 2019 you always need more ram <laughs> oh well john don't you know you can just download more ram <laughs> you know what? If they had distributed soft RAM through downloads instead of floppy disks, oh. it would have been downloadable RAM, an actual product claiming to be downloadable RAM. Now, that would have been something to see. Mm, yeah, except in 1995, networks were pretty slow, and a lot of people were paid by minute for downloads. Right. Although it was only 1.4 megabytes and i managed to download it what unfortunately when i try to mount the disk image i get a message telling me it's corrupted Aww. i really wanted to try running it especially since it has such a interesting interface it's like two gauges with with like a needle <laughs> and then in the center it's got five readouts telling you like how much ram you have available okay i wonder if, if i could even get it to run on windows 10 uh, i probably would have had to use a virtual machine yeah. but if i did get it to run on windows 10 i wonder what it would do with 16 gigabytes no i've got eight that's right eight gigabytes i wonder what it would do with eight gigabytes of ram I, oh my gosh that would I don't know if it would even know how to Ooh. display that 
<laughs> That'd be funny. What if it's just like a bar, but it's like a thousand times longer, so it just goes off the screen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I tried a couple other places, but couldn't ever find any live links. Almost everything I found was dead, and the, the ones that still worked just gave me this corrupted disk image. If any one of our listeners happens to know where to get a working copy, uh, let us know. Email us, wcppodcastmail at gmail.com. We would really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you a screenshot of the SoftRAM95 interface. Here you go. Hmm. That's, it's, that's actually pretty sophisticated for 1995. It kind of looks like a car dashboard, kind of, with some extra buttons on the bottom. Yeah, for, for those familiar with Afterburner, the GPU overclocking tool, it's kind of a similar interface. It's got two sort of gauge-like dials and then more stuff in the middle. Mm-hmm. Basically telling you the values of soft RAM, physical RAM, virtual memory, and total memory. Hmm. What does that plus and minus do on soft RAM button down the bottom left? Maybe it just keeps adding more RAM every time you click it? Hmm. Why would you want to disable the program? I'm assuming that's what that enabled button does. Well, practically speaking, since it actually slowed down your system and didn't do anything else but that turning it off would be a good thing but <laughs> if yeah. it actually assuming it did work I, I don't know why you'd need that I mean I guess you'd want to be able to turn it off if you wanted to another thing I noticed it says on the bottom right US patent pending I find that very <laughs> I doubt they got their patent <laughs> yeah no Patent on what exactly? Patent on nothing? Because it did nothing. Uh, well, it, it did something, you said. It just swaps out the drivers for less efficient ones, which you totally want a patent for. And those drivers were examples from the Microsoft development software, so probably technically belonged to Microsoft? Hmm. Another thing is... Their logo's kind of good, but it just feels weird that they have small text above the picture, synchronous, and then on the bottom under the picture, flipped 180 degrees upside down, is software. Who thought of that? That's idiotic. Who thought of fake RAM that you just install from a floppy disk? Well, it's supposed to free up your RAM. It doesn't create RAM out of thin air, John. Well, it, that's what it was supposed to do, basically. <laughs> mm. One way of people not going around installing more RAM, according to my dad, was just using your disk as RAM. But that, of course, puts more wear and tear on your hard drive. But it makes things that you weren't able to run before runnable like a Jurassic Park screensaver. Well, that brings up another thing. So just the original soft RAM, not the soft RAM 95, but the original soft RAM that was for Windows 3.1, mm -hmm. 
that apparently would just increase the size of your page file on your hard drive mm -hmm. and that was it so the only thing that it actually did was something that you could do in two minutes for free anyway yep i mean with a little bit of technical skills and oh i suppose google google isn't around then oh <laughs> hmm i wonder if windows had a user manual oh they pro oh yeah they probably did Oh, yes. Yeah. I just don't know how old they go, because sometimes I see, like, Windows XP for dummies or Windows 2000 for dummies book surface and thrift stores. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw one. It had something like something about cutting and pasting on the front cover, oh, but boy. Like, the guy was had a, a saw and a bucket of glue. Eh. <sighs> I mean, if you're really new to computers, then yes, copy and paste. Please learn it. And I couldn't find out what the other bad, useless software that they created was because dead links. Mm. Dead links. Dead links everywhere. Yes. Although I did find one very ancient-looking website that looks like it's probably from... 1995 it's just kind of this beige background with text on it and that's it's got some pattern to it though it's okay. not just completely beige and then just just black text with a few links and it's just a bunch of like links to various articles about soft ram and synchronous and they were going to make a soft ram 96 apparently what? at least according to this ancient page i uh yeah why i i don't know i think they didn't but uh... yeah so whether it's 1995 or 2019 you can't download ram well, yeah, that's a sad truth. That would be cool, though. <laughs> but that would make no sense whatsoever because you have to... It has to be something physical you attach to your screen and, oh, it just downloaded from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if we could download RAM, why not drive space and, and extra cores for our CPUs? I think a lot of people would like to download extra storage space but then a lot of other people will go but kevin and john that's what online storage is for well um yes you can store stuff online but it's nice being able to just have everything local on your hard drive and be in full control of your data and nobody's snooping around in it yeah this is probably a obvious question but 32-bit required more RAM and resources than 16-bit, right? Well, 32-bit supported more RAM, I believe up to 4 gigabytes. I don't know if it necessarily required more, but probably because of the capacity for more RAM, programs and operating systems that use 32-bit platforms probably were just designed to use a bit more RAM. Mm, okay. Now we have 64-bit. And what's the limit on that? Isn't it like terabytes of RAM? 
Okay, so 16 exabytes. Yep, that's the theoretical max limit. I doubt we're going to run into that anytime soon. Uh, maybe in 70 years? <laughs> uh, maybe? A handful of DNA hard drives. It's so your three and a half inch bulky hard drive will, will easily store exabytes of information. And copying is extremely fast. Hmm. I kind of doubt we'll have three and a half inch drives. No. What? <laughs> we'll probably just have a single chip. Maybe a centimeter square that holds petabytes. Yep, at least petabytes. Yeah. It still amazes me the fact that 95... If you had 8 megabytes of RAM, oh, what? That's a ton of RAM. Why would you need that much? And then in 2019, 8 gigabytes of RAM, and people are using it up easily, which is a thousand times more RAM than 20 years ago. So I honestly wouldn't be surprised if 20, 25, 30 years from now, we have petabytes of RAM. I wouldn't be surprised. S excuse me. Terabytes of RAM. I wouldn't be surprised at all. You know what? 16 megabytes of RAM was $729. Wow. Yeah. What was it for inflation? Let's check that. So according to this online inflation calculator, $729 in 1995 is $1,227 today. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's just RAM. Yeah. Wow. And the recommended 8 megabytes of RAM? $619.19. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad I was born later to have all this awesome cheap computer technology at my disposal. Yeah. And the minimum required 4 megabytes is equivalent to $317 today. The $80 that they were charging for the bogus software is equal to $134. Nobody's going to pay that much for software nowadays. Not something as simple as that. No way. I mean, <laughs> people pay that much for stuff like, I don't know, Microsoft Office or yeah. mm, AutoCAD or something. <laughs> which has way more functionality. Or like Altium Designer, which is for designing circuit boards that's that one's an expensive that's thousands of dollars but yeah 99 percent of people aren't gonna pay very much at all for software most people are just gonna go with whatever's free because nowadays there's so much software out there and everyone has access to the internet yeah yeah and with even a fairly slow connection you can download any program you want in eh, an hour probably uh, unless you're talking about a massive game that's like gta 5 50 gigabytes or something like that or fortnite or any of those other games oh the um recommended hard drive capacity for windows 3 oh was eight megabytes I, I was gonna guess somewhere around there and for windows 95 it was 35 to 40 megabytes, which is a massive increase. Hmm. Since hard drives were only 8 megabytes, and you can get, like, 2 or 4 megabyte sticks of RAM, 
Theoretically, couldn't a person, I don't know why you would, have the same capacity hard drive and RAM? Well, 8 megabytes was the minimum required space for Windows 3. And I imagine most, I mean, that would probably be equivalent to having like a 32 gigabyte hard drive today. No one's going to want to have a hard drive just big enough to hold their operating system and nothing else. So I don't know what the average would have been. Uh, yeah, I suppose because your little cheap laptops usually run Android because they have like 16 or 32 gigs of RAM, which is not enough for the full version of Windows 10. After all those updates, you're at least at 50 gigs. Yeah, I, I used to, years ago, have a Windows laptop that had 32 gigabytes of storage, and unfortunately, it was soldered to the motherboard, so non-upgradable. And at first, I had maybe 10 gigs free, but then... After several updates, yeah, I had maybe 500 megabytes of my stuff on there, yep. and Windows freaking out that it couldn't install updates because your drive is full. Mm-hmm. Delete some stuff. <laughs> what stuff? Uh, modern day problems. And now phones have 8 gigs of RAM or 12 gigs of RAM in the case of, like, Man, how did people survive in the 90s? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I mean, I I did experience a little bit what it's like to have a Windows 95 computer, but I didn't get the full experience because it didn't have an internet connection. So I did find an AOL disc uh, for a thrift store for like 25 cents. I sent the picture (laughs) to my dad and he's like, yeah, that's worthless. (laughs) (laughs) I think back when I was maybe 9 or 10, I had a, I think it was Windows 95 or 98 machine, and I, what did I manage to do to it? I think I messed up the audio drivers. What? I managed to delete all the documents that my parents had on it. What? And then, I'm not sure exactly what happened but it started displaying the blue screen of death. And, of course, at that time, I had no idea what that was, (laughs) and just assumed it was beyond repair, and unfortunately, I think it was thrown out after sitting in the basement for a couple more years. Poor machine. Yeah, yeah, I really wish that thing was still around. It'd be kind of fun to get it all cleaned out and mm-hmm. back up and running and experience windows 95 or 98 on hardware from that time yeah that's one thing i kind of want to do as well but my dad accidentally put the cpu in backwards and, but he did get the he did manage to get <laughs> Wait, the, what i don't remember the exact details because i was young but my dad was Messing with the desktop that had Windows 95 on it. It had a turbo button, which was blocked off by a pop cap. I saw that in your basement. I remember the cap over the button. Yeah, he told us not to press it because then it'll, because it'll go faster for a little bit, but then it'll permanently be slower. 
I'm guessing that's half true. I still don't know to this day. But anyway, yeah, when he was he was troubleshooting it or something, and he put the CPU in kind of wonky, tried to boot it back up and fried the CPU, and managed to find a replacement, but it was a lot slower, and it couldn't really run cat in ad anymore. I mean, it could, but at like, I don't know, seven frames per second, it wasn't smooth at all. Ooh. At one point, I got my hands on a machine that had, I think, a Pentium 2 in it, Ooh. and that thing was on a card. It was a CPU on a card <gasps> that went into a slot, like a graphics yes. card, but it didn't have any RAM in it, and the only RAM that I could find was apparently not compatible because I couldn't get it to boot up. Mm. Either that or it was just dead. Oh, yeah, Windows 95 needed RAM. The Windows 3.0 need RAM? Because I know at one point there was computers that you didn't need to have RAM, but it's nice. Really? Yeah. Huh, I'm guessing that was before this time because it would just beep angrily when I tried to turn it on. Yeah, even today there are still some people that are like, can I boot my computer without RAM? No, no you can't. It's not designed to boot without RAM. It hasn't been designed like that for many decades. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the speed of the RAM was oh, back then. Hmm. According to this random article, it doesn't say. Now you got me curious, John. <laughs> Maybe we can do like a video episode on how much things have changed for computers, but... Don't want to stray out too much off topic in this episode. Right. I think that's about all I've got on soft RAM. And I ran out of questions. All right. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider supporting us on Patreon or leaving us a review in iTunes or wherever you listen. We'll see you next week. Bye.